Alright, folks, come and see you live. You know the drill, Tuesday after Tuesday after Tuesday. I'm Big Game Bob, behind the glass, the unspoken hero of this show. You're looking at Grace Abraham conducting this train monster, monster episode ahead. Last week we had the 10th episode anniversary, a little bit of a milestone here for this one-two combo of me and Grace, so we were just going to shit the bed on this episode, but then we said, fuck it. Let's try and entertain the people a little bit. Why don't we? If I haven't told you by now, just want to let you know, if you don't mind, that this show, this episode, is brought to you by Windex. Whip it, wipe it, clean it, brush it, spray it. I put that shit on literally everything. Yes, everything. You want your floors looking spotless, you want your windows looking spotless, whatever it may be, if you want it looking spotless, I got news for you, Windex is for you. Let's get this shit started here, Ibrahim, right into the sports segment. Last week's episode, I did a bit on ESPN and how late July, early August, they're just lost. They're absolutely lost. There's no football. There's no basketball. Baseball's a little past the halfway point. No hockey. Not playing any puck in the offseason. ESPN's got nothing to talk about. And it played into my hand perfectly. Because we wrapped up this podcast. Okay? I turned on the TV. Sure enough, they rolled back to ESPN the Ocho to fill the time slots. For those of you who don't know, ESPN Ocho is pretty much... Whole bunch of just random shit, random games that some of them are actually pretty entertaining. First game I saw, this is how they, they, they fill up the time here at ESPN early August. Okay, it was called the Cherry Spit Championships, playing on ESPN2. Some of you may ask, what is the Cherry Spit Championships? I ask the same thing. Pretty much it comes live to you from Ann Arbor, Michigan. About 10 people just line up behind a rope and they say they see who can spit the furthest spit. They just gather up a bunch of saliva and just let it rip. Just slamming out loogies for an hour straight. And then they, they actually measure how far. They're in like a field. They measure how far the spit went. Okay, if you're the measurer at the Cherry Spit Championships... And you're just lining up, you have loogies coming all over you, you're just being absolutely trounced in saliva. If that job does not pay any more than $50 an hour, you very well might have the worst job in America. They got like a little umbrella over them, a little tape measure, and they're just lining up loogies. Yeah, we got 32 feet on that loogie. Girl's name who won it, I cannot... Imagine a better name for a girl that just won the Cherry Spit Championships was Lauren Huckabee. Huckabee was cocking back all the way to the ground and then would just gradually build up momentum and was just shooting out some monster hogs. She won it all. She got like a whole trophy. They put them all on a pedestal. She was showboating too. She kept spitting around the place everywhere. It's like, all right, Huckabee, we get it. You can launch a 32-foot thing of spit. No more showboating. 
I mean, I think of it, Lauren Huckabee. If you say, Robbie, make up the best name for a person who just spit 32 feet into the air, I'd say probably Lauren Huckabee. They got nothing to talk about. There's all types of games. They have go-kart racing now on ESPN. I mean, it's just a disaster. It really is. Now, I don't want to count this as the sports segment, the true sports segment that we need to talk about, a video that went viral. Good reason why it did go viral. There's a kid outside of Oakland A's Stadium. He's playing one of these games, you know, where you throw the you throw a baseball into a net and it, you know, it does, gives you the miles per hour of how fast you could throw. So you got just dads like blowing out their backs in front of their kids before the game trying to throw a fastball like 75 miles per hour just to make a statement. The whole game, you know, you're like 65 years old. You just feel like you got hit by a shovel because you tried to throw a four-seam fastball into a net. But this kid walks up. He's got to be maybe low, mid-20s, okay? little scrawny fella walks into this game. First fastball he throws hits 93 miles per hour. So he starts building a little bit of a crowd around him. Okay, once he gets the shoulder cocked back, ready to go, warmed up, he starts sitting at 95-mile-per-hour fastballs like it's nothing, like he's just skipping rocks at the local lake. Effortless. I couldn't believe it. So it turns out the Oakland A's organization catches wind of this. Next thing you know, that guy's now in Oakland A. He signed for like a minor league deal for like $400,000. Mind you, if he makes the major leagues, you could tack on another million to that for a signing bonus. But it makes me think, what, what was this kid doing before he arrived to the stadium that day? Maybe he had an off day that day. What was he doing the day before? What was he, just working at fucking Home Depot knowing that he threw 95 miles per hour? He didn't find out that day that he throws 95 miles per hour. If you throw 95 miles per hour, you know You got the sauce. This shit's this is straight out of a movie. If I'm throwing 95 miles per hour, I'm getting myself to a baseball field and making sure that I got some eyes on me. That kid is his whole life has changed now. It's like the Kembe Matumbo. Imagine being seven foot two, two hundred eighty some odd pounds, and you're working at a Baskin Robbins scooping ice cream. Like like you know you're seven foot two. Get yourself to hardwood. Go find the nearest basketball court and just hope that somebody gets a look at you. Kind of hard to overlook 7'2", 280, Dikembe. Dikembe Mutombo just scooping rainbow sherbet into waffle cones. If that was me walking into the ice cream shop, if I just so happened to stumble across a Baskin-Robbins that day and Dikembe Mutombo's there pre-basketball career, I'm saying, dude, put my ice cream down. Okay, I'll just take a little slab of that scoop there to go. Here's three fifty for the one scoop. Go find yourself the nearest basketball court ASAP. Somebody get John Calipari on the line, please. Big dogs out here scooping soft serve while he's got hands the size of the truck that's sitting in the parking lot outside. My goodness, what was this kid doing? Welcome to the Oakland A's, kid. You're now a big leaguer. Holy shit, good for him. That's awesome. 
And you know what? If baseball doesn't work out, maybe we'll catch him on ESPN The Ocho at the rock skipping competition. Just slinging skippers across the pond at 95 miles per hour. Good for you, kid. Well, that's our sports segment. Moving on. By the way, Grace, I got news for you. If my doorbell rings at any point during this podcast, we are fucked. It's either a 7.2 earthquake on the Richter scale or it's my doorbell. There was this girl outside my gym selling doorbells. Imagine cold calling, selling doorbells in 2019 on this planet. Not an ideal job. But anyway, I kept coming into the gym and she never tried to sell me. You know, the first couple times I saw her, I didn't want her to to bother me. I'm, I'm clearly going to the gym so I could see why, you know, she wouldn't bother me. But like after 15 times, I'm kind of hoping that maybe she'll get me her spiel. So finally I went to her. I was like, hey, how come you haven't like came to me with anything? She goes, well, are you in the market for a new doorbell? I said, well, now I am. Yeah. Believe it or not, I was hoping I would run into one of you doorbell ladies. Because it was just a matter of time till I bought a new doorbell. I'm in the market. I actually didn't need one. Not that anybody uses it. But I figured, why not? Fuck it. So they installed this Nord new doorbell. It was like $150. This thing sounds like... I, I mean, it's intimidating. It's like a fucking gong. Just boom. It's got like a scary feel to it. It just shakes the whole friggin' apartment. The whole neighborhood now knows when somebody's at my doorbell. Sounds like Thunderstruck, the ACD song. It's like a closer is coming in out of the bullpen. The bullpen doors open. Like Mariano just comes busting through the bullpen doors to close out the ninth inning. Every time somebody rings it, you think they're up 3-2 in the ninth inning. Here comes the closer. Scary shit. So just hope nobody rings the doorbell throughout this 30-minute segment here. Uh, Moving on. All right, folks. Well, I told you I had a monster episode prepared for you. What do you do when you have a monster episode prepared? You bring on a monster special guest. Bring it in the big fella, the big sexy, the big fundamental, whatever you want to call him. King of the North, walking in the doors to the living room. Say hello, it's Joey Coldcuts. I'm back. <laughs> well, folks, here we got a big debate that sparked outrage. By outrage, you would think that that's like a worldwide thing. No, this was between me and Cold Cuts. Oh, God. Okay. So, I, I think you know where I'm going with this. I think, I hope, I, I hope I'm wrong, but yeah, I think I know. And we needed clarity on this. I couldn't wait to hop up on here. Look, I, I believe that the best way to get an idea of, of somebody as a human being, not how much debt are they in, not you know what they do for a living, whatever it may be, charity, whatever it may be. The best way to get a feel for how a person is in the world is their Uber rating. No, dude. Well, 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 hands down, Joe, if you can't take a 10-minute car ride without the guy driving you making a living, okay, 
going trip to trip, 10 minutes without saying, man, that guy was an asshole. Let me give him a three stars. Then shame on you. Well, what about if somebody doesn't talk the whole time? But, Joe, this is what I'm saying that if you can't do that, if you got a shitty Uber rating, you show somebody that's a 3.2 Uber rating, mind you, as a passenger we're talking, not a driver, I'm going to show you a guy that's an asshole. Well, and I have a great Uber rating, so by that measure, I'm I'm a fantastic person. What's your Uber rating? Four point eight seven. Is that on Lyft or an Uber? Because it's. I don't crowd. do Lyft. I just do Uber. It's it took like, me so long to learn how to do Uber. Well, I'm glad you mentioned your Uber rating. I'm glad you're happy with yours because it's I, very good. I was happy with mine until <laughs> you decided to step into the vehicle. Oh, dude! On an Uber that I called, and that I hosted. You had the nerve to get into the Uber. Mind you, folks, I was a five-star. I'm a phenomenal passenger. I don't believe you. You were not a five-star. Joe, I swear to you. I've never met anyone with a five-star rating. You just did before you hopped into (laughs) Welcome back down to it. Yeah, you knew somebody that was before you hopped on. Okay? If I call that Uber, I'm hosting the Uber. Okay? You went into the Uber, and you took a business call. And now I know you know where this is going. Nah. You took a business call, which is fine. It was an important call. But when the gentleman simply asked you why you were on the call to put on your seatbelt, you berated the guy. Well, l- listen, you know, before, if I could have a chance to defend myself, because, you know, I, I had an important phone call. We, we had just literally picked us up. We had not even begun to leave. Yes, we had. No, we, we were at a stoplight. Please don't lie to the building. Uh, I would never do so. <laughs> and, uh, and, and, and the guy, did not, not in a polite way or nice manner, you know, I'm Canadian. We, we use manners. If he would have said, excuse me, sir, you know, uh, you, you're going to need to lock in your seatbelt there. No problem. The guy taps me. He goes, seatbelt's got to go on. It's not how it went down, Joe. Um, and, and you know what? Even if it <laughs> did go down, and for those of you listeners right now, he flipped a shit. Totally lost his mind. Okay? <laughs> to him, he says, put your seatbelt on. He goes, okay, mom. <laughs> now, hold on one second, Joe. I got to talk to my boy. Okay, mom. Well, you know. And I'm trying to calm you down. Meanwhile, you went full Mel Gibson on the guy. Okay? Let me tell you something, by the way. If, if this podcast really does end up popping off and we turn into like a Joe Rogan type deal. Well, you can have the guy call in. If he gets caught on camera, if we get caught on camera with the with the way you spoke to that gentleman. Oh, done, dude. Oh, yeah, the yeah. Show was oh. canceled. You know, <laughs> I, I beg to differ, but. And so the, the ride ends. I go from a five real quickly to a four seven. Thanks to Joey Coldcuts. What did he give you? I don't know what he gave me. He had to give me like a two to it. You can, you can look back and see what he gave you. I'd love to. If we could have Gracie Graham behind the glass here, log <laughs> on into my Uber account. <laughs> but the bottom line is your Uber rating says so much about you whether you believe it or not. But you're not taking your Uber rating when you're applying for a job. Hey, by the way, you I got should. great credit at my bank. These are a list of my previous jobs. By the way, my Uber rating is at a perfect five star. Sir, you have the job. Higher. It's not how it works, dude. It's not how it works. You're right. No, not now it doesn't. However, in the future, I'm telling you, the best way to judge... I'd like to apply for a mortgage loan. Sir, could you please show me your Uber rating? If you're above a 4.8, we will give you the best rates we have. On a 10-minute ride. (laughs) Oh, my. If you want to do that on your own Uber ride, by all means, do it on your own Uber ride. 
If you were to call that Uber and went on the tirade that you went on... Well, we never take Ubers because I drive you everywhere yeah. around the city. Well, we're not going to be taking Ubers anymore. <laughs> we're going to be eliminated. Well, you can go on my Uber. Up. My Uber rating is great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'll act like a jackass. Oh, <laughs> I just said, Mom, you know, can you lay off the, the nagging? That's yeah. all I said. Yeah. Okay, Mom. <laughs> yeah, I'm put on my seatbelt, Mom. Is there a way to find out what the guy's name? We could have him call in and yeah. talk to him. Yeah, that's what he's going to do after that tirade. Let me call into the Brilliantly Dumb Show. I bet this that guy probably switched profession. I tried to save it too, but there was no saving it. It was, it was long. Well, we only went for five minutes. It wasn't like a half an hour Uber ride. Which makes it even worse that you couldn't compose yourself for five minutes. And we got to hear it in the car the whole time. Ding, ding, ding. Just throw on your seatbelt, huh? Oh, dude. Well, uh, you know, if it makes you feel any better, next time I come in, I'll like, you know, I'll tell the guy how, how much of a great driver he is. Maybe I'll hand him some mints, you know, bring him something, you know, to take as a courtesy souvenir for a ride. Well, I'm not hosting an Uber ride for you anymore. <laughs> we can try a lift. You got to, what's, <laughs> what's your lift rating? All right. In segment two, I knew Cold Guts wanted to mention it. I originally didn't want it on the pod because I was disgraced about it. Oh, this is something uh, else. I, it ruined my weekend. Guts, <laughs> take it away. So anybody who knows Rob knows he's a big-time burrito-slash-Mexican cuisine guy. He loves his Mexican food. So he, he was all excited. He goes, I'm going to take you out to this place I found, El Coyote. I've never been there. He says, great spot. We're going to have margaritas, you know, the whole nine yards. So we get down there. It's a cool little spot. We get settled in. And uh, he keeps tapping me on the shoulder. And I said, Rob, what are you, you, know, what are you, what are you looking at? We're with a bunch of people. And he's like, he gets distracted. And I'm like, Rob, what are you looking at? He goes, look over there, Cuts. I, I cannot believe what I am witnessing. And I look over. There's this, you know, younger Latino American, you know, bus boy. I got to tell you, this guy put on a Heisman-like performance, the likes that we have never seen. It was, it was phenomenal to the point where throughout the service, this individual overtook our server. Like he took our order. Swallowing table. <laughs> I, the empty cart. We asked for more. We we were gonna ask for more taco chips and this and the like pico de gallo. To the, he he realized that we needed more. He brought like a freaking what was it like a tub oh, of pico de gallo like to the point where we didn't need any more for the rest the of the night. He was clearing those tables. He had like a kangaroo pouch in front of him. If you were a piece, <laughs> of, if you were a piece oh. of silverware anywhere between table <laughs> one and forty six, you stood no chance. Oh, my fajitas were gone before I even had a chance to finish. It was really remarkable. So we're watching this in complete and total awe. Like, meanwhile, there's other people with us at the at the restaurant. So, like, there's a whole other level of this that's going on. So, like, there's conversations that's happening. Meanwhile, Rob and I, I've noticed after the first few times of him trying to get me on board, and we're kind of in our own world watching this guy in awe. It was like watching, it was like watching, you know, like Magic Johnson go to work on the hardwood. It was unbelievable. And... So the end of the night comes, and this guy comes to, to top our waters off for the 52nd time. And Rob goes, you know what, man? I got to tell you, I've never seen such a performance in my life. And I was actually blown away by Rob's attention to detail because we work in you know, the hotel industry. And he hands him his card. He said, I want you to come give me a personal visit. I, I, I'm blown away by you know, the performance I've seen from you tonight. And I think that you'd be Four Seasons material. You want me to take it away from here? 
Well, I mean, disgraced my weekend. Um, So yeah, so he ends up the next day. He next day shows up to the driveway on a skateboard and a little towel, just in case we had him work that day. He brought his own towel. He brought his own little towel. He showed up the exact time I told him to show up. He came. That's remarkable. So I see him right away. I say, Carlos, how are you? So I go, I take him around the hotel. I give him the whole tour. This guy probably thought you're bringing him in to be the general manager of the hotel. The way I give him the tour, you could have fooled me. But anyway, so I give him the tour. He ends up leaving. I go into the restaurant to one of the top dogs there, and I tell him, I say, look, you got to try. I'm on the guest services side, so I don't do the food and beverage side. I said, you gotta take my word for it here. You gotta hire this guy. His resume was a disaster. The spelling was all over. I said, don't listen to it. Trust me when I say hire this guy. He totally blows it off. He was busy. There was a lot going on. He just didn't have the time of day for it. So meanwhile, where's Carlos when this is happening? Carlos had already left. Oh, he'd left. Okay. So I throw a little bit of a hissy fit by myself. And rather than call him back and let him know that it's not going to work out. Oh, this is where you. This is awful. I just never called them back. Fast forward a month later. Sure enough, in walk me and Cuts and a couple others. Guess who brings the chips and salsa two seconds after we. He noticed you instantly. Right away. And he looked at me just, not with disgust, but just disappointed. He said, you're the guy who brought me in and never called me back. And I, and you know what? I was. It just <laughs> stabbed my heart. Because you know what? He was right. It, it, was, it was so fucked up with me. And I, I never called back. And then remember what he said? Do you remember what he said? What he goes, I could have used that job. I could have fed my family. Oh, I was God. like, man, I thought I was watching like a, you know, some kind of documentary, you know, where. And rather, the most amazing part about it is, rather than shy away from the table because it's clearly awkward, then you should have manned up. He ramped it up a couple notches and provided better service than he did the first time. Yeah, it was a better. It was a better performance. It really was. Everybody at the table this time recognized. It. And I brought nothing to the table. As far as conversation, because I was so upset about what I did and not calling him back. And I said to him, I went over to him and I said, look, remember the worst part about it, though? The worst part about it was I tried to explain to him that it wasn't me. That yeah, you started, you know, started giving him excuses. I said it was and I'm like, Rob, stop. You're already you're already down. He's just kicking him in the ribs at this point. The guy that hired, I wouldn't have done that. And he was like, I said, I was stop. looking at you like, no, But the no. bottom line is I went to him after and I told him, look, you're absolutely right. I should have called back. And I'll regret that for a long, long time. How did you end the, 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 the interaction with him at the end? Well, it ended on a very positive note because I think he saw how much it upset me. I think he also saw how much I was talking the first night we met him and then how much I didn't say a word the second night. You were, like, absent for, like, almost it, an hour. It, it really bothered me. It's it just to not call the guy back is – and you know what? Life lesson for you here on the Brilliantly Dumb Show, episode 11. If you're going to do something or say you're going to do something – Just do it. Do, <laughs> just do it or follow up with the guy. Give the guy a goddamn phone call. I couldn't do it. 
And I will forever regret that. Well, I, the other thing on this is if anybody's going to El Coyote, you go straight yeah, for Carlos because you, you are in for a doozy of a night, let me tell you. Carlos, he will find you. I can assure you that. Maybe you can offer him a job while you're there, so too. Look, folks, if you happen to own a restaurant or, or know somebody who owns a restaurant in the Los Angeles, Beverly Hills area, do Big Bob a favor. Let me know. I will personally... Escort Carlos the butt boy to butt boy. The butt boy. <laughs> you know, you're just you're still <laughs> you're picking up where you left off. Poor Carlos oh, can't catch Carlos. a break. The butt boy. Oh baby. Oh that's rough. Oh poor Carlos. If you happen to need a butt boy <laughs> and you own a restaurant, no restaurant owner, please call me. I will personally escort Carlos in. Get this guy a job. It'd be a big favor to the show and the best thing you've ever done. That wraps up our segment with Joey Cold Cuts. We're going to keep moving on here in the pod. Cold Cuts, as always, friend of the pod. Thanks for coming in. Big friend of the pod. You're not going to say goodbye, Cuts? Well, no, I didn't know if you I don't know if you're going to cut me off. I, Grace is waving at me like I got to stop. I'm sorry. Moving on. We're going to close this sucker out with everybody's favorite segment. You know what time it is, Miss Grace Abraham. If I could trouble you for the slight favor of a little bit of a drum roll, please. It's the Ask Bob segment. Week after week, I have you find folks file in the DMs for a chance to be hosted on the Ask Bob segment. Any questions, comments, concerns, frustration, send it in to Ask Bob. He'll answer your question. First question we have today is coming from Ty Blatch out of Madison, Wisconsin. This has got to be a good one. Bob, you might have answered this already, but who would you say your least favorite athlete is? First things first, Blatch, the fact that this question is coming in from Madison, Wisconsin just fulfills me. I literally just have an image of you right now just in a big old cornfield. John Deere tractor and all. Just plugged in, just the brilliantly dumb show, playing throughout the fields, throughout the demographic there of Madison, Wisconsin. Blatch, I love it. Least favorite athlete, believe it or not, is a no-brainer. This may surprise a lot of you. It shouldn't, but it will. Alex Rodriguez. I can't stand the guy. I I got no shame in saying it. I can't stand him. I'm a diehard Yankee fan, and Blatch, there was no doubt about the answer to that question. Honest to God, I think he's awful. First off, okay, somehow this guy's reputation was totally resurrected once he left the Yankees. I don't know how. A guy goes on Fox Sports, puts on a nice double Windsor knot and a nice suit, and becomes an MLB analyst, and he, he, he's fine. Sailing off into the sunset. We just forget about the fact that this guy lied about cheating the game for five years straight. Everybody knew it. You know? Roger Clemens, people, people are out for blood on Roger Clemens and, and Mark McGuire. Yeah, A-Rod admitted it after five years and after three different 60-minute interviews. Where he, shared, where he swore that he never touched steroids. We all knew it. Finally, he came out and admitted it as if it was a surprise to us. 
He had 10 some odd years with the Yankees. He had one real good year where he won a World Series. But if you ask George Steinbrenner, hey, we're going to sign this guy in 2004. Do you know in 2004 what $275 million 10-year contract was? It took another 10 years for GMs to start dishing out those contracts. And you said, hey, George, you're going to win one World Series in the next 10 years and pay this douchebag $275 million. Do you take it? Do you think he's going to say yes? So the guy won one World Series, and he's fine. He's off the hot seat. People forget he stunk the last four years of that contract. He didn't, I don't even think he finished out the contract. Yankees are still paying the guy for all I know. Okay, they benched him for Raul Ibanez in the playoffs in 2012, whatever it may be. Okay, nobody gives this guy a hard time. And then the whole J-Lo thing that I got to watch every day. I don't know why it always comes up on my Facebook. He's like in the algorithm. Every time I open it, I got to see A-Rod. It's things that you like, nine things that you like, and then one thing that you just can't stand, but it keeps you coming back. Him and J-Lo, which is the most phony... Re- I, I tell you, Blatch, you really got me wired up here. My blood is boiling because of you right now, Ty Blatch out of Wisconsin. Him and J-Lo, I got to watch. They do like a YouTube channel now, and he's just such a phony. He cares so much about what people think. I saw him at a Buffalo Wild Wings one time. He was the biggest jerk-off. But he goes to get J-Lo like a gift... And they do like a vlog. He's vlogging now. That's my problem with 2019 is that Alex Rodriguez is vlogging. And he's like, yeah, we we really want to get something sentimental to her. I really want to buy something special for her. It's her 50th birthday. So he goes, you know, what's going to mean a lot for me to buy? What do I get J-Lo? A girl that has it all. You know what he gets her? Guy gets her a fucking Porsche. As if J-Lo couldn't walk into a Porsche dealership and just drive off in a new Porsche 11. He blindfolded her so she couldn't see what he, what, it, what he got him. Did it all for the vlog. Takes the blindfold off, goes bananas because he got her a Porsche. Come on now. Come on now. You don't think she could have just walked right in and get, get herself a Porsche? You know? J-Lo's daughter is driving the same Porsche that A-Rod just got her. Get off your high horse, Alex. And then, you know, he, he does the ESPN Sunday Night Baseball. The other day, he's in the booth. And A-Rod, it's in like the seventh inning. J-Lo just walks into the middle of the booth. Puts on a headset and they start talking about their relationship. Totally disregard the game. Why does J-Lo have access just to walk up in that booth as, it's, if it's, as if it's, you know, her living room? It's ridiculous. Yeah, she's a celebrity. Yeah, she's smoking hot. Yeah, she's extremely talented. But that's Jessica Mendoza's booth that night, okay? You don't just waltz right on in there, J-Lo. Even if Alex you know, grants you access. Tim Kirchin had to be livid that J-Lo was just walking in in the middle of the game. They stopped analyzing the game for a whole half inning. You know, I get it. She's a celebrity. Russell Wilson's dating Sierra. 
Did you see Sierra just walk into Chris Collinsworth's booth? Sunday Night Football? You think Chris Collinsworth is going to allow that just because he's Sierra? Fuck no. He's got a game to announce. You think Jim Nance is going to let whoever Tiger Woods' girlfriend is at the time just walk up into his booth during the Masters? Fuck no. That's Jim Nance's booth, okay? You see what you did here, Tyler Blatch? Fired up now. A-Rod. Jeez. Anywho, next question here. Tough act to follow. Next question's coming from Ernie Spielman out of Omaha, Nebraska. I, I, <laughs> First off, Ernie Spielman sounds like a backyard baseball character. Anybody play that game back in like 2002? It was fantastic. I think there might be an Ernie Spielman in backyard baseball. This is coming from Omaha, Nebraska. How about the Midwest making an appearance on the Brilliantly Dumb Show this week? This is fantastic. It's the Midwest episode. Bob, what would you say at the moment is your drink of choice? Oh, boy, Spielman. (laughs) Oh, boy. Um, You may ruffle the feathers of the listeners here. And I may get scolded for this, but that's okay. It's the new thing going right now. I had it for the first time two weeks ago. Goes down like butter. The White Claws. I, I, I love these White Claws. I mean it. I mean, they got all different types of flavors. They're like 100 calories. I mean, everybody is drinking White Claws now. So get on me all you want. But the bottom line is, 90% of America right now is crushing claws. It's like having an ice pop. Who doesn't like ice pops? And they got ice pop flavors. You know, you got black cherry, melon, lime, blueberry. There's all types of shit that they got. I get the assortment pack. And I just start buzzing off claws on my off days. I did it the other day. I was drinking claws the other day. I had one of the 12 packs. I went to the beach. Went to Santa Monica Beach, which, by the way, is just an absolute zoo. It's like trying to find parking at a country concert. You know? I feel like I was driving in to go see Kenny Chesney at MetLife. You just you can never find parking because everybody's got their trucks, their flatbeds. They got tents. Big old smokers. The, the, you know, smoke pulled pork and shit in. I mean, you just can't find parking. Santa Monica Beach is an absolute zoo. But, yeah, I was crushing claws. I'm like five claws deep and I just passed out. So I passed out. I, I, I knocked out. Of course, totally forgot. Just absolute blunder on my part. Disregarded putting any type of sunscreen on. So I knocked out with my iPhone on my stomach. And a white claw, like right to the side, like on my torso type deal, more so my oblique. I woke up two hours later. Of course, nobody had the the respect to to maybe wake me up and say, hey, it doesn't look like this guy put on any sunscreen. Let me wake him up from his snooze, hand him another claw. I woke up, I shit you not, imprinted was a big iPhone on my stomach. So my whole stomach was red besides the white part that just was an outline to an iPhone 7, whatever it is by now. They have so many different of these iPhones. And then part to a white claw. 
So the side of my stomach, it just said law. The C was hanging off. The only thing I had connected to my torso was law. And it was just an imprint of a white claw. I looked like a fucking billboard for these things. I want to contact Apple and just say, hey, next time you guys roll out the new iPhone, probably in a week with how many of these you come out with, just let me know. I'll go to the beach, put it on my stomach. You got yourself a walking billboard. Big old iPhone in the middle and a white claw to the left side of me. I looked like a total jackass. So if you plan on you know, crushing a couple claws this weekend, by the way, these things sneak up on you. You think you're drinking water. Next thing you know, you're knocked out on the beach in the middle of Santa Monica. Okay? You heard it here first. But I'm telling you right now, drink of the summer, drink of the year, are these White Claws. I stand by it. They're fantastic. It's like a flavored seltzer that you just get all types of sauced up to. Hope that answered your question there from Omaha, Nebraska. That just about does it. That's our cue here. We're going to wrap things up. My God, folks, the support of the Brilliantly Dumb Show has been nonstop. I try and get back to the DMs, the comments. Please subscribe, like it, keep the comments flowing. But on behalf of me and Grace Abraham, we are more than happy to have you part of this train here. Just chugging right along. Thank you for the support. Let's keep this thing rolling. Sticking with us through the bad times with a USB plugged into the laptop in the middle of my living room just so I could watch the Yankee game. We love you all. We will see you next week, Tuesday after Tuesday, on the Brilliantly Dumb Show. Go buy yourself some goddamn Windex, would you? Have a great week, folks. We will see you next week.